Welcome to the Air Raid Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and I have a special guest I'm excited to have on uh, on today's episode. If you're just joining us, welcome. If you're a first-time listener, glad to have you here. Of course, subscribe on iTunes and Google, and of course, join in on the conversation on the Facebook page, Air Raid Attack Podcast. You can search us on YouTube, Air Raid. And of course, uh, Twitter, Air Raid underscore podcast. That's where all the fun's at. But nonetheless, it won't be as chaotic as as uh, Tuesday night's uh, podcast. Uh, if you listen to it, um, it'll be it will be uh, dropping more than likely probably Saturday morning. But nonetheless, uh, first things first. Our my special guest, Kenny, the Sports Guy Podcast, Kenny. First off, welcome to the Air Raid Attack Podcast. And thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. Hey, it's a pleasure. And if you don't mind, Drew, you know, let us know where they can listen to you and where you're from, and kind of and uh, kind of give uh, the fans and listeners uh, about your podcast. Hi, it's, this is Kenny for Kenny the Sports Guy, and you can find me on Twitter at Kenny underscore Sports, and on Instagram at Kenny the Sports Guy. Again, on Twitter at Kenny underscore Sports. And on Instagram at Canadian Sports Guy. And you can find me on my website, www.kennthesportsguy.com. Ken the Sports Guy, Ken with two N's. And you can also find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, I think Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Hey, right there. All that information will definitely. I'll get that from Kenny. It will be in the description of the podcast. Definitely give him a listen, follow him, and uh, he knows his stuff. And uh, Kenny, without further ado, we got some, you know, game five. You know, we all love Major League Baseball and, and the postseason. It's right now, actually. It actually is correct. Yeah. Right now, as we're recording, game five of the uh, NLDS is going on. And uh, hey, I mean, what better way to end? Uh, Practically in the divisional series with a game five, of course, bitter rivalries with the Dodgers and the Giants. Of course, the Giants 107 wins this year, Dodgers 106. Of course, we all know the Dodgers are the uh, you know, defending World Series champions. The Mickey so, Mouse championship. <laughs> <laughs> the only one, there was only a 60 game season, so. Yep. <laughs> Hey, I, that's a whole topic we can discuss because, trust me, I'm the same way just like the L.A. Lakers. You can say that they won the NBA championship, but, hey, uh, I, I don't count it. It was a uh, shortened season. But, um, but you know, you got some upset. You, you can upset some of those fans out there real quick, and uh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, nonetheless, um, I know uh, – Corey, uh, who is it? Uh, I know the Dodgers changed pitchers. Corey, I believe uh, Neville is out there yeah, today. Neville, uh, he replaces Urias, and so he's getting the start. Whether or not they make him a first to third uh, inning uh, pitcher, we don't know, but we'll see. It sounds like a panic move, though. I hope it don't. You know, I'm not a Dodger fan, but I hope it don't bite him in the rear. Because any idea? Because like I know I'm trying to. <laughs> Trying to look through the story real quick. Any idea as to why we had a quick last second move to 
Corey Nebel as the uh, game five starter? Well, I think uh, the reason why is because um, they want to save Urias for the uh, National League Championship Series if they make it that far. I think it's either a good move or a bad move because you need your star pitcher, you know, for elimination game, but you also need that pitcher for the NLCS. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword for, you know, the Dodgers because mm-hmm. obviously they have to win this game, but they have to save their pitcher for the NLCS, which is happening on Saturday. And I don't know. It's a very, very risky decision, but I think the Dodgers might win tonight. I like the Dodgers in this one. Um, I think the experience is going to start. Now, we obviously didn't know, you know, Giants has, has had success in the past, but I think this year, I think the Dodgers could easily, uh, I think we'll get by them. But, you know, excuse me, Neville's obviously a typical, uh, what would you say, one inning, high leverage reliever type of a guy. And mm-hmm. he's going to serve uh, as the opener, um, which is, you know, uh, <clears throat> obviously replacing Julio. So, We'll see. I mean, could we see Julio probably? I think if the Dodgers did this last year, um, could we see Julio potentially come in mid, mid-game? I know some will probably say second to third inning, but I'm thinking more what? Um, depends on, of course, first off, depends on the outing. Let's go yeah. there first. But um, if all goes well, could we see uh, Julio as long as maybe just like last year, early mid-game, third, fourth inning? Yeah, I won't be surprised, honestly, because um, he's still fresh. I think he only pitched uh, either game one or game two, and he's on loads of rest. But uh, don't be surprised if you see uh, Matt Scherzer in there, too. Even though he pitches on three days rest because the Dodgers had an off day last uh, yesterday. But it's all hands on deck for the Dodgers because the Dodgers have 106 wins while the Giants have 107. So... In order to repeat, they'd have to put every single pitcher on there. And that's going to be pretty crazy. Just because, just finish off 107th win Giants team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you look at the Dodgers, uh, the bullpen, you know, Julio has um, bullpen experience, of course. Uh, Neville uh, opened um, four games, I believe, during this season. So they're obviously not in unfamiliar roles, so to speak. Um, Obviously caught me off guard. I know when I got the notification, I was on the uh, fan-controlled uh, football league show, so I couldn't really uh, check it out all out. But the Dodgers, in my opinion, the Dodgers are doing anything and everything they can to uh, to get this W. Because let's be honest, the Giants, uh, San Francisco is absolutely stacked. Yeah, um, yeah. the are, top yeah. of the lineup with the right, you know. Right hitters against the lefties. So Neville, I don't know much about him, but I do know he throws a wrench into the plan and gives, of course, LA, a, in my opinion, a matchup advance. Um, but uh, San Francisco starting lineup, um, the same lineup that was what game, like you said, I think it was game two that uh, Julio started. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I still think LA gets the win, but it, this one definitely is a. Uh, as gonna be an eye, uh, kind of keep an eye on the uh, on the game. Well, I'm gonna be looking forward to that game as well. Actually, I, I think it actually started right now a minute ago. But there's also another game that's going on right now: the Bucks and the uh, Eagles, mm-hmm. which I expect the Bucks to win by probably in between 35 to 40 points because the Eagles have no quarterback. <laughs> and I'm glad they don't have no quarterback. I mean. Nope. Uh, 
who's the quarterback? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, correct. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, and he still got a long way to go towards progressing. But I would not mind having Deshaun uh, Watson on the team, you know, so you can just sing a ball in Philadelphia. Hey, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually gonna. That was a, the next um, segment and uh, kind of lead into it. We got uh, Philly. We got the Bucks. Of course, we all know Tampa Bay. They can win with. You know they can win. Let's just put it up. Dom, well, first off, Tom Brady, you, you love him or you like him? That dude can win. Or love him and you hate him, I should the say. Legend. Yeah, that dude's as much as I I despise him and I get that people are tired of of him always being in a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm one of them, by the way. <laughs> so am I. I'm a dimmer. If you can't tell, I'm dimmer behind me. So am I. But <laughs> nonetheless, that dude's a winner. Just like you know, college football, Alabama. You know they're winners. Clemson, they're a winner. But uh, staying on topic, but you got you got Philly, and I'm with you. I don't think and, you know. For, I think it was the opening drive of Tampa. Just they pretty much just ran downfield. Um, you look at Philly. I still think the quarterback issue is a huge concern for Philadelphia. You got Jalen Hurts, and mm-hmm. of course, I saw him up close and personal. Not you know, not too personal, but I saw him on obviously television with Oklahoma. We all saw him in Alabama, but. <sighs> He still got some molding to do uh, before he becomes, I think, a legit starter. Can he play? Absolutely. But in my opinion, he still the accuracy is eh, questionable at times. The arm strength is questionable at times. But and, you know, I had a <clears throat> uh, the owner of La Terrain watches on Dave. You know, from a Philly standpoint, actually living in Philly, um, you know, he kind of broke it down as well. What's your thoughts on on Philadelphia's quarterback situation? Is Jalen the guy, or what? Or what should I mean? Where where do they stand with Philadelphia in their quarterback position? Well, first of all, um, do you remember like years back in the NFL when whenever you draft a quarterback, they yep. usually wait three years before they take over the successor. Mm-hmm. What happened to that? Like, I think that's non-existent now, man. Yeah, that's non-existent anymore because I remember when um. Aaron Rodgers was drafted. He he was in. A, he was a backup for three years before Favre was there. Yep. So when the Packers traded away Favre to the Jets, it was Aaron Rodgers' team. And I feel like the NBA. I mean, not the NBA. The NFL. They need to go back to that. NFL coaches need to go mm-hmm. back to that. Just you know, have you know their young quarterback develop, learn from the from their uh, the starter, and just you know. Be ready when the when the time is called. But as as far as your question, I think Jalen Hurts is actually pretty good. But it's like you said, he needs molding. Like Mm -hmm. he needs more seasoning in the oven. And I think the Eagles should go after uh, Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson is not really playing down in Houston due to his off season issues and his talents being wasted. Like as a third stringer right now in uh, in Texas. And I feel like the Eagles could get, like, a good package for him and just trade for him. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously a hot topic with Deshaun Watson. And I know during the offseason, of course, we all know what transpired. All the – all the uh, should I say accusations, but all the, the stuff mm-hmm. against him uh, that might uh, – you know, obviously we don't know the future for Deshaun. But nonetheless, what, what from your standpoint – what is the trade value for Deshaun, knowing that we don't know what's the outcome of this allegations and 
and what, what we what we do know is what he can do on the field. But with the off the field issues, what would you consider his trade value be at this moment? Wow, that's actually a tough question. You know, if this uh, accusation wasn't happening, mm-hmm. he would have easily been like a th- uh, three first round picks. But now, unfortunately, the accusations are happening. He, I think for me, he only deserves like a third or fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Like, because you see, like, that's what happened with, uh, there was a quarterback that got traded, I think, weeks ago. I don't know. It wasn't a quarterback. It was actually Stephon Gilmore for the Patriots. So he wasn't getting paid. And then he got traded for a sixth round pick for mm-hmm. Carolina, which is. Really insane if you really look yeah, at it. Yeah. So I think with the Sean Watson, like he's probably gonna get like a fifth round pick only. That's it. He'll be lucky if it's like a first round pick. And see, I'm and I'm with you. And I was <clears throat> at times I would go on uh, a buddy of mine Dan's his podcast, and you know we were talking about it. And really, you know, and and I'm pretty much with you on yours. Is it's more fit through probably not a seventh, but probably a fifth or sixth rounder. I mean. You look at it, I think the uncertainty, I think, is why everybody's kind of holding off. And, of course, sticking with quarterbacks, um, you know, the trade value, yeah, he can play. But I, I think that, and, and like you said, I think that right now we're kind of in the mix of we don't know what's going where. But um, I haven't heard much about the case anymore. I know it's kind of hush-hush, obviously. But uh, – Hopefully, Deshaun, you know, one way or another, they can get this resolved. And um, if he happens to get the chance to come back on the field again, hopefully he can make a second chance worth out of it. And, and that kid can play. Yeah, I hate to see can. talent go given, down. The given path. in the right system, though. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, hey, speaking of system, I got to pick your brain real quick. As you can tell, I'm a Bronco fan. What's your oh, personal? Okay. <laughs> I can tell you in the background. What's your personal thoughts on Denver's quarterback situation? It, it is, I'm a lot guy, but obviously Locke is struggling. Mm-hmm. He struggled, you know, um, a few weeks ago when uh, Bridgewater got out of the game due to concussion. What, what, <laughs> what is against Baltimore? What is? Where does Denver go from this thing? Because you got Teddy Bridgewater, unrestricted free agent after this year. Drew Locke, you know, one more year on his rookie contract. We obviously know what Locke can and definitely can't do. Bridgewater's, you know, he's played well so far. But where does Denver go from here? Wow, man. Remember the, the, when the Broncos was 3 0? Yep, and now we're three. Just the Jaguars and somebody else, three and zero. Yep. And Teddy Bridgewater was actually playing really well, honestly. Mm-hmm. And he was he could be like a good short term solution, but yep. he's not going to be a good long term solution. But as far as your question goes, I think the Broncos should get uh, actually Deshaun Watson. I mean, we see what, mm-hmm. what they could get for him. He'll be a perfect fit in Denver. I like Deshaun, and I've thought, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, the the uh, Aaron Rodgers thing on trade night, I, I upset a lot of pe- a lot of Bronco fans, and that night, so a buddy of mine, Clyde, him and I kind of not got into, we got a friendly conversation, mm-hmm. and so, <laughs> of course, you know the the offering that the the return that Green Bay wanted, what I personally thought 
was absolutely insane. Three first-round picks. Okay, granted, yes, he's the league MVP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP or Super Bowl champion. I think he was MVP too. Fun. That's cool. That's cool. No big deal. I respect that. My only thing, and, and I made it on the Twitter, was the only thing that concerned me was, first off, what will we be giving up besides the draft picks on top of getting a, yes, a absolute all-star caliber quarterback, probably a Hall of Famer, and at 37, I just got a little concerned. Obviously, would I love to see Aaron Rodgers in Denver? I'm sure anybody would love to have Aaron Rodgers, unless you're Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. I would, I'm sure everybody would love to have. Um, yeah, he, he needs to come to New York. I'm a Jets fan, so <laughs> and we, we desperately need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. <laughs> uh, I mean, he has growing pains, yeah, but he's going to develop. I see flashes of brilliance in him, though. Ooh. I do. I, I see flashes of brilliance on him. I have all the faith in the world in him. No, I think I think he'll get there. He was a heck of a quarterback at, of course, BYU. I think he'll be fine. I think this year, unfortunately, um, you know, you, well, I mean, you guys are obviously rebuilding practically mm-hmm. from the bottom up. I mean, um, yeah, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of growing pains with Zach Wilson. I think mm-hmm. uh, I love the the running backs that they have. Uh, the wide receivers could be a little bit better. The defense is still top notch, believe it or not, even though we give up a lot of points. So I think Zach will be fun. I think no, I absolutely yeah. I I like Zach. It, it was rough. He, he's gonna have a rough some rough patches. I think you know once it's all said and done, I think he's gonna be one of the better quarterbacks that's gonna come out of this draft successful. You know, Trevor. He might be successful. I don't really know. Um, it's getting ruined down with Jackson Jacksonville. It's gonna to be tough for him down in Jacksonville. He needs an O line that can protect his butt. I mean, you know, it's not even really the O line. It's just, just the wide receivers, receivers that, he, that he doesn't have, and maybe the, the also the, it could be partly the O line as well. But I think the, the coach Urban Meyer is not really that good. Nope. You know, I think, I mean, yeah, he won games at Florida and he won games at Ohio State. He was phenomenal at Utah and, of course, his early years at uh, Bowling Green. I didn't really, wasn't, yeah, he's successful in college, but I really didn't find him that as a hot commodity. I don't know. I, don't I, mean, know. I, mean, I mean, like, like he, has he has the potential. potential. Mm-hmm. But I just feel I just like Florida is just winning. Just winning. It's just it's, it's like, like the Adam Peters family. Last year, it's like it's crazy. It's it's interesting what's going to happen. I mean, with you bringing up Urban Meyer, it's definitely interesting. Um, I don't see Jacksonville really disciplining Urban Meyer. Obviously, in those videos, yes, that's Urban Meyer. We we that's that's proven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see him being disciplined. I don't see this going anywhere. I, I'm guessing it's a dead story. I'm guessing. I haven't heard much since, but well, he didn't break any football rules. No, exactly. He just he just he broke just life. life well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm not gonna get into his personal stuff. That's gonna be between him and his family. His obviously his wife. 
and uh, they can dish it out however they they please to but um course urban and everybody wants to connect him to usc do you think urban's gonna be a one and done year for him realizing his system and his uh, schematics and all this isn't going to work in the NFL, or is that money just too good right now for him to bounce back into college ranks? Honestly, Honestly I think uh, it's he's going to be one and done. They're going to fire him after the season because they expected more out of him. But I think he might go back to college, to be honest. So I think he's more of a college coach, kind of like a Steve Spurrier was. I mean, uh, he had to retire earlier in his career because of health issues. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why he took the Jacksonville job. I was actually a shocker when he uh he got hired. I was too because well, like I mean, like I said, he's successful in college, yes, but the Big Ten, I don't the Big Ten's not a football conference, but that's beside the point. Um but no, I, I was shocked. Yeah, the money was wonderful for him. I would have obviously it's a lot of money. <laughs> Man, that was a lot of money. And uh, I thought it was been one of those things of, of a, um, that you always see the head coach and general manager position. Both of them kind of mixture like a Pete Carroll was. But um, I guess that wasn't the case. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't see him being successful in the NFL. And I definitely don't see him in 22 with Jacksonville. I don't think this is going to be a good, uh, good, good fit for him. Who should be the next head coach? Of the mm. <sighs> you know, you always want to mix in Dabo with Trevor. Nah, yeah. Dabo's not going. He, he's not even Clemson. No, no. Nah, he's not even. He has. He has it too good down there. Just like Lincoln Riley has it too good at Oklahoma. Um. Nick Saban won't go back. He has it. Well, he has it really good at Alabama. I mean, I mean, why would he go back to NFL? Nick Saban. Yeah, he wasn't that good. Um, ooh, could you see Lum? He's not a big name, but Lombardi, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Oh, you mean Joe Lombardi? Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I could see him that, but uh, Jackson. what about the uh? Chiefs offense, uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Eric, Eric Benemy. Oh, but yes, you know, he's mentioned for Las Vegas as well. I mean, um, I mean, after what happened with John Gruden, yeah, I would, I would take that, I would take that job. <laughs> you know, that's that was a tough, that's I know it's a touchy, that one's a touchy subject, but my thing is, and and I see what people are saying, and, and, and literally, if you go, oh, to answer your question for, um, Jacksonville Lombardi, I think, would be Benemy could be Josh McDaniel always gets mentioned for every job opening that that comes about. I just I don't he was a horrible head coach in Denver. I don't I think he's waiting for Bill Belichick to retire, and maybe he gets that one. I really don't know. I'll the same, be, the same thing with uh, Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. when he was before he was hired by the 49ers. I'm like, yep. really? Why Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to list through the division. You know, Cliff Kingsbury is doing pretty well at Arizona. Sean McVay's fine in LA. Um, Pete Carroll's too old. I don't see him changing. 
I think, you know, I, I would go Benemy. Um, what about uh, Matt Nagy? Ooh. A lot of people in Chicago want him gone. To be, uh, they want him gone because of his uh, questionable coaching decisions. I feel bad for him. Uh, and I get Chicago's got a lot of talent. He needs to make up his quarterback mind. He, I could see him gone. Do you ever think? Um, now, John, I should have said it before I said it because now I'm drawing a blank here. Um, who was Cincinnati's head coach? I'm really now. Cincinnati, just got, Cincinnati's uh, head coach is one prior one. to Zach Taylor. Why am I not? Why can I think of his name? His head coach right now. He was um, prior to Zach. No, Zach Taylor is a coach right now, but I got to see. I can check played. right now. It was actually, um, who was it? Marvin Lewis. Yes. Thank you. He's been there for like over 13 years. 13 years. years. Thank you. Okay, I knew. 13 years. Yep. I'm like, I was about to say, and then I was like, okay. And now I literally, yes, Marvin, thank you very much. Marvin Lewis. Could, and I'm not saying Jackson, I'm just saying in general. Do we think he might be in the league back or is he done? Marvin Lewis, yeah, I think he could have some potential to coach the Jaguars. I mean, I think he will be a good fit there, but again, he he has a reputation of, you know, not delivering. So like all these years with the Bengals he had, he only went to four yeah, he has seven playoff birds, but I don't think he never won. He never won a playoff game. Nope. He was only seven. Yep. I mean, uh, he, he he could be good for like a young team like the Jaguars, but maybe for like two or three years until he get probably the owner gets tired fired tired of him and gets fired. Um there we go. I knew I was missing him. What about Joe Brady? Joe Brady. So I, I don't know about him, honestly. I think he he's a good coach, but he just doesn't fit the the, the needs of the Jaguars. What about? And I'm going through this list, kind of see it's from Sports Illustrated, kind of seeing who else hot commodity is out there. Um, I got one. What about Adam Gates? Ooh. Oh, but then again, he's like blackballed in the NFL now because <laughs> what he did, what he did with Sam Darnold. Can we see Adam Gase in Denver? No. In no. Vegas? No. <laughs> I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's coming back to the NFL. I think he stays in Alabama. Now he wouldn't be, you know, if he continues, if he stays at Alabama and actually learns from his mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, he could be a fit for Alabama. Yeah. What about Bill O'Brien? I mean, he messed up one uh, franchise already. Yeah, so. he's definitely ruined Houston. Um, I think somebody's liable to give him a chance. You know, I could, I could see what would be a good fit. Atina always just ruins just their franchise in general. Um. Hmm. 
Here's like a, a, a shot in the dark one. What about Bill Belichick? See, he's one. I don't know if he, how much more he can stay in New England. I don't think, I think Brandon, this will be his last year. Mac Jones has played, but I think New England needs to really, really look at this organization and realize, are we done with Bill? I mean, can he, has he done all he can do? Is anybody going to replace Tom Brady? Absolutely not. No, and I'm not no, saying that's that. That's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But that's a good point. You know, that's a good thing. I kind of wonder, New England needs to look at this. Where are we at with Bill? Because the team is slowly improving. Mac Jones is, he, he's not bad. He's not great, but he's not bad. But is it time to get a complete overhaul of the organization? And I think that's a good, that's an excellent point. I kind of would like to see what may happen, regardless of if they do or don't make the playoffs, how that uh, organization does. Well, here's the thing. Belichick is like the only relic for the past championship teams along with Kraft. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see the Patriots firing him. I think he leaves on his own terms. Mm -hmm. He's going to probably either resign or retire. Yep. He probably wants a new challenge in another team anyway. So I think he either does that or he just retires. What about Todd Bowles? Don't get me started on him because he was the Jets head coach and he – Oh, he kind of ruined the team. So that's why I kind of had to say that. I'm gonna get your aspect. <laughs> <laughs> so with him, I think he will be better off as a defensive coordinator at Tampa Bay. Like he had a made, he has a made down there. He has a good defense. I don't know why he wants to leave. So he has Tom Brady on the team. That's like mm-hmm. an easy uh, championship. I'm gonna give you two names, and I totally forgot. Justin Jones, their assistant, you know, offensive coordinators. And they're, I'm just going to throw them out there. I don't see them as head coaches. Probably they may be 10, 15 years down the road, maybe. I don't know. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, and Brian Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Bucks. Moore, no, but Leftwich, I would definitely see him as head coach material. He could host, He could uh, coach the Jaguars. And see, so he played he there, too. Because he used to play for the Jaguars in his early careers. Yep. And I could see him. I could see him uh, coaching that team. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he actually was really good with the Jaguars for like two years, and then he just fallen off. You know, and he was one of them. I used to collect sports cards. I don't anymore. But um, and I was scrolling through. I'm like, wow, I can't. Have fun. I haven't found these in forever. Just kind of randomly scrolling through John Elway, Barrison, or so on and so forth. But I saw Brian Leftwich. I I said, him. I wonder what happened to Google. Offensive corner, I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. But um, I could see him. I could see him. But he, he won't leave Tampa. Not right now. Mm-mm. Yeah, not right now. He probably going to leave probably in three years. He's going to leave with uh, Brady retires or something. At age 50? Don't be surprised if he plays, he plays until age 60. <laughs> that dude. God. He's robotic. I, I swear, this dude's robotic. I've never seen Peyton Manning. Poor guy. You know, uh, when we won Super Bowl 50, I didn't think Peyton Manning was going to make it through the season. But this dude but, over here. And by the way, the Bucks are winning 14 to 7. In the second quarter with 325 left. And I think Brady uh, already has a touchdown already. So that man is always, always like doing touchdown passes. It's like it's that, second nature to him. That dude's just, I'm telling you, this guy is just 
San Francisco left a guy on third. Now it, it, it's just um, you know Tom Brady. That dude can play. Speaking of playing, <clears throat> is it crazy to say? And and Dan from Time to BS podcast definitely give him a check out and listen. Phenomenal guy. Um, of course, he's saying I'm being a homer. I could see where that comes from, but at the same time, being realistic, is it possible we could see Kyler Murray win the MVP this year? I don't think he's going to win MVP. I think he's going to come down to two players. Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Ooh, I and, like And uh, Josh Allen of the Bills. Allen's playing lights yeah. out right now. But I could I could definitely see Justin Herbert winning MVP. He's been playing lights out football throughout yep. the five weeks. And also, I could just see uh, who else. I think maybe... I want to say Mahomes. Mahomes is not there yet, but I'll give it to like three weeks before he gets it going. He's he's gonna be in the MVP yeah. conversation. I'll give you a game. We'll we'll kind of preview some games throughout our conversation. Of course, uh, we got uh, the Cleveland Browns. They're hosting the only league's undefeated team with Arizona on Sunday. Of course, you got the first round overall pick in twenty eighteen Baker. You got the twenty nineteen overall in Kyler. Of course, the Browns haven't lost. Back-to-back games under Coach um, – <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, they haven't lost two straight uh, games since, I think, the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, on the other side, you got Arizona. They're, you know, 5-0 and for the first time since the mid-70s. So, and that dates back all the way to when my dad would always say the St. Louis, Car- St. Louis Cardinals, uh, the actual football team, not the baseball team. Um, so after the wait a minute, they play baseball. Well, they do, but different one. Um, you know, I know a lot of people had Cleveland, me for example. Uh, a lot of people had Cleveland on the this is their year, Super Bowl year, and hopefully, Molly watches it. Molly's a humongous, her and her boyfriend are humongous, uh, Brown fans, but um, poor thing. <laughs> 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 I, was I mean, no offense, but they have they have not been good since last year. So last year was their first major uh, successful season. I'll be honest. I'm, I was on the Cleveland Super Bowl um, choo-choo train, so to speak. But uh, what's wrong with Cleveland from your aspect? Easy. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not playing. Oh! Ooh, I got to – He's, not, he's not getting it together. I mean, the defense is pretty good. Um, and also, I think OBJ is more of a distraction, and they need to get rid of him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because he has – has he played all the season? I don't think he has. Man, that's actually very it. distracting for the team, man. I think his contract runs up, runs up I think, uh, after this season. Mm-hmm. So it won't be uh it won't make no sense for them to resign him, you know. I personally wouldn't. Nah, I I don't, he's too much of a distraction. Yeah, I personally wouldn't. And he hasn't really been, you know, been the OBJ that we've seen. I mean, uh when he was a giant, like he was just on it every time, but ever since he got hit in the head with the uh the netting in the bench, he hasn't been the same. Let's see. Has he played this year? Absolutely not. You know, that's what I said. I think uh, uh, well, I'll take that back. Played, a lot better. I'll take that back. He's played three games. 
But really? he's yeah, he, played, he, he played three games this season already. Two carries and 14 yards. That's what he's done. What about uh, receiving? Zero. Really? Yep. Wow. And the stats is according to the NFL app. Yeah, he's got uh, – well, no, hold on. Here we go. It's loading. So he has three catches for nine yards. Nine yards for 19 yards. Okay. Nine that's yards like for 124. Season. Nine for 124. That sounds like an MVP season right there. <laughs> Uh, seriously, the Browns need to get rid of him. Actually, so yeah. Wow, I did not play. I did not know he pl- actually played this year. He has. I didn't. Know, I don't think he did because on my fantasy team, he hasn't started and hasn't done nothing. So I didn't think he was. Uh, he was playing. Yeah, hey, don't get me started on my fantasy league. I'm not going five. <laughs> uh, I got one team that's doing well. It's a terrible the season. Else is injury prone. I've got Judy on the IR. Uh, kills on the IR. I lost Russ. Baker sucks. Devontae Williams was my sleeper pick. I mean, he hasn't done much for Denver. Um, Cortland hasn't been targeted too much. So this year it just hasn't been my year. Yeah, same here. I mean, never <clears throat> let the computer uh, draft you. No. That's what happened to me. So Here's a quick story. So I, I like one day I just forgot that I had a draft. So I started to um, you know, panic a bit. So I opened up, opened up my laptop and the computer was like, you know, oh the, it was drafted for me and it kept on drafting all these wrong players. Like I didn't want Dak Prescott starting on my team. I didn't want, you know, AJ Brown. It was crazy. Yep. So I'd rather just draft on my own. So I will never forget that again. So. <laughs> I think it was – yeah, I had a team this year that was computerized. And uh, I know exactly what league they're in. And I know exactly how they're doing. And uh, it hasn't been – I don't understand why my phone is here. It has not been very well. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, it's been terrible. So. Yeah. Dodgers, uh, Dodgers, and Giants is still 0-0. Yep. Uh, still, I think they're going to go down to the end. Now it's 21-7 Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, this is, turning, this is slowly turning to a blowout. Brady has 190 yards and two TDs already. And Leather Fournette has 12 carries for 40 yards and one touchdown. He's really redeemed himself. Yeah, he did. He has. I, I give him props. And, Antonio, and a good old Antonio Brown has five receptions for 52 yards. And a touchdown. Not too shabby. What do you think about Antonio Brown reviving his career in Tampa Bay? He got lucky. I didn't think he should have got another chance at all. Um, but I understand he's got everybody's got their personal issues. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see him retire with Brady. Because how old is Antonio? He would have to be mid-30s now. Yeah, he's probably – let me check that for you. So He would he have is, to be mid-30s. He is I'm actually – he's actually 33 years old. Dang, he's my age. Yeah, okay. he's, uh, he's still re- relatively young. Wow. Yeah, I, can't I thought he was like probably 32 oh, or 31. Oh, he's been playing forever too. Yeah, he, it seems like he was playing forever. Yeah. But, you know, he ruined his career in Pittsburgh. Well, he, he did that. His career in Oakland. He white death. Yeah, he did. He definitely did that. Yeah. 
and now he's in a good place in uh, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And he also put his career in New England, too. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he only played for one yep. game before yep. being uh, yep. cut. That one game against Miami, we had a touchdown pass. He had a good yep. touchdown. You know, Tom Brady really took him under his wing. Yeah, he uh, he actually saved his man's career. Actually. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he – I give it props. You know, like I said, I don't respect Tom. I mean, I don't – okay, rephrase this. I have nothing personally against Tom Brady, but it's Tom Brady. But, no, that was – that's cool that um, – yeah, he, he's taking him under the wing. Yeah, I, li- yeah, I like that when players do that. He's actually 44 years old and leading the NFL in passing. That's crazy. I'm telling you, this dude this year is on fire. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is it his diet or he just, you know, he's just getting better. And he looks a whole, he doesn't look 40. I think he's 42, 43. He's 44. He's 44. He don't even look 44. This dude looks mid 30s. I'll give him that. I'm going to say he looks like 24 and that's not, no. But this dude doesn't even look like 44. He's like, I don't know what it is. He's just. It, it's, it's insane. Like I can't, I, I can't really explain his play. Oh God, no! Oh my God, it, it's like it's like watching Jesus play. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, no, it, it's it, it's going to be. I'm gonna. I'm kind of curious how how long he actually plays. Is he going to win another Super Bowl? He very well could, and I wouldn't be surprised. He may add two more to his already ridiculous seven rings. Um, I like to, you know, obviously it's a long shot, but if I ever had an opportunity to interview him, even for four minutes, the only question I'm ever going to ask him is, what is your goal? Is Do you have a goal, in, in, a goal mindset in mind, a goal in mind, on how many rings you're totaling because it's seven. Is he going for 10? Uh, are you going for 11? Are you going for eight? Are you going for nine? Or are you just saying, hey, I'm going to win as many rings as I can during my time in the NFL? Um, obviously, that's probably never going to happen. But I'll, I would like to ask him that. Do you have a goal in mind how many rings you want to win? Because you're at seven, dude. <laughs> Man. I think that's gonna be his. Uh, he's probably gonna win ring this year, and then that's it. He's not gonna yeah, break. He uh, he's not gonna break him. He's not gonna break. Uh, uh, Bill Russell's record. I think eleven. Mm-hmm. I know Yogi Berra. He has twelve. So yeah, Yogi has twelve. He definitely yeah, won't get that. And there was this NHL player. I think he has thirteen. Like, I think I, I'm not sure. That I forgot the name of it. Sound I know right. he used to play for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and he finished his career with 13 rings. So I think that's a record for all sports, I think. Yeah, let me double check. Let's see. I think you're right, though. Let me actually double check that. I think, uh, I think it's him. It'll be yeah. like, very interesting if he uh, he actually wins the ring this, uh, this year. Okay, so... It's actually Bill Russell. He 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 owns eleven. He owns eleven titles during his thirteen-year uh, career. So it's uh, yeah, I think it's him. I gotta see the winningest athlete of all time. Yep, that's uh, it's actually Bill Russell. Believe it or not, Brady's fourth on this list. 
He has seven seven Super Bowl rings and three league MVPs. So the the guy we were talking about earlier, the Canadians guy. Mm-hmm. So his name is Henry Richard. He won. He actually won eleven Stanley Cups in his career in his twenty year career. Baker or Baker, uh, Baker won't win one. Uh, yeah, Baker, but, he, yeah, he's not gonna win one, especially Cleveland. Well, yeah, he won't win one. No, exactly. No. He, if, if he does, if he does, it'll have to be somewhere else that has talent to win. Um, but no, he won't win one. Um, I was gonna say, oh, Tom Brady. Yeah, I think uh, Tom Brady. In order for him to get a, even at eleven to tie eleven, he would have to win this year. Really, would have to win next year. That would put him at forty-six years old. Forty-seven, he would be. A, so he he has seven rings. So he needs four more. He needs four. He'd be forty-eight. Yeah, he'll be forty-eight, and I don't see that happen. Honestly, uh, I really don't. I know he. Now we don't know if he's kidding or not when he said, "I'm gonna be here to 50. I don't know. I really don't think he's got much left. He's playing phenomenal lights out. Absolutely. I still. I don't, I, agree. I don't know. He's been struggling the last two games. Like uh, before the Miami Dolphins game last week, he struggled against the Rams. Well, and and he actually struggled for the most part against the Patriots. I think I personally thought Mac yeah played much of a better game than than um yeah uh, he outplayed him. Hmm. Yep. And I mean, like you know, Brady. Brady is actually going to be a Hall of Famer one day, but I do not see him going past like, uh, forty-five, forty-six. Like, that's how it is. Like, age is undefeated. Father Time is undefeated. Well, we look at you know the Yankees, for example. You know, Derek Jeter. He couldn't, you know, as much as a heck of a shortstop he was, one of the greatest of all time. And of course, definitely pinstripes. Age catches up. Father Time says, "No, nah, we done." Mm-hmm. And, and this showed on the field. His hitting got worse. His defensive skills definitely got worse. His little one hop on his right, you know, on his foot to throw it to first. It wasn't that great and pretty like it used to be. But, um, but anyway, so no, Father Time in sports. People are like, well, he's only 33, 35, 37 years old. Yeah, that's still not that's not old, but in sports, that's an eternity. You know, that's like that's, uh, that's old. Yeah, that's an eternity. Sports years. Speaking of age, LeBron James. Do you, how long do you think he has left? I think he only plays for like uh, probably three more years, and that's it. So I think he. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. What's his legacy going to be? He wants to start he... off his uh, Hollywood, Hollywood career. That I wasn't a very was. good. That wasn't a very good performance, though. I ain't gonna lie. Did you? Yeah, I don't know. Watched... I he, he might win a ring this year because of uh, he has uh, you know, uh, Westbrook now, and he has yeah. um, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So I think he might. That's win. a heck of a he might get lucky. Yep. Well, don't forget, you got Carmelo that can average probably three points. I'm sure by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Carmelo. Oh. Carmelo just playing because he's trying to get that ring, and I don't blame yeah, him. That's I mean, only... he, he he's gonna get his ring, and then he's gonna retire. Oh, absolutely. I actually met him last month for the book signing. He's actually a really cool, cool dude. Is he? Yeah, really cool dude. That's cool. He looks it. I know his time here in Oklahoma City was short, but I, you know, he seemed like one of those cool guys that you just maybe not so much, you know, chill with at home. I'm sure he's hilarious though. But um, even just to me, like in your in your uh, stance, 
Um, I'm sure that dude's – I could see him being a cool, cool guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually really cool. I'm actually reading his book right now. He's, it's really good. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Speaking of, you know, LeBron, what's what's <laughs> – I can tell you my ass, my legacy on him real quick. What's what's your leg? What do you think his legacy is going to be for once he ever retires? Because I know he's not people. Everybody compla- compares him to be better and or equal to Michael Jordan, which that's crap. But it is what it is. What do you think his legacy is going to be once he sits it all, hangs it all up? I think his legacy is. I think he's going to be the fourth best player to ever play mm-hmm. the game. So for me, my top four is uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and uh, LeBron James. That's not a bad lineup, right there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's those are my top four. I think uh, he's gonna he's gonna be the greatest power forward. I think he plays. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, power forward to play the game. But as far as like his career, I think. Him joining super teams is just like it kind of hurt it because mm-hmm. he's gonna be that guy, that that player that everyone's gonna say, oh, he had help. And Jordan, Jordan, you know, he never had help. He had like a bunch of supporting cast. Yeah, Kobe had help, but he had a supporting mm-hmm. cast as well, except for Shaq. Shaq could play like, like he could play like three, four positions. Shaq, I loved watching Shaq. Yeah, I actually love uh, watching Shaq. Oh, it's actually cool. That was cool. So yeah, I think he plays three years. Um, and he probably he probably just want to do movies. He just want to produce movies after. He is in Hollywood after all. Well, that he is, and um, you know, and I'm not taking nothing away from. I don't, and <clears throat> I've said this many times on the podcast, even solo and with people on, so on and so forth. He won't ever be Michael Jordan, and, and here's why. People are like, well, he played for the Wizards. Okay, I don't even consider that. First of that all, that was post. That was post. Yeah, that was way exactly. That was way post, and he won the six rings. Well, he won it with you know Pippen and, and Rodman and so on and so forth. He still stayed with that one organization, and he still won those six rings. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to go to Miami. Well, first off, he didn't have to make a. Uh, a decision show with the Boy Scouts of America or Girl Scouts, whoever they were, the Boys and Girls Club or whatever it was, in the background saying he's going to go take his talents to to South Beach. He didn't have to do that. Then he got on stage with Bosch and Wade and said, we're going to win three, four, five, six, seven, whatever the number bringing him up. He didn't have to do any of that. Yeah, LeBron won. That's cool. But then he went back to Cleveland, won another one. Then he went to L.A., won another one. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael just stayed in Chicago, and that was Michael. That was it. He yeah, he just stayed there, just played as a wizard one year, and then retired. Yeah, and I think he did that just to give those young kids, Kwame Brown, who never panned out to be anything, try to help him more of a, a mentor than anything else. He wasn't there to go to Red and Ring because that team wasn't even winning. That team had no talent to even win an NBA championship, and he knew that. But... He won't be, and plus, Michael Jordan, at the end of the day, he is undefeated <laughs> in the NBA Finals, unlike LeBron. And LeBron is like, he has six losses in the Finals? Mm, yeah. That's not goat material right there. So, Yeah, because he lost uh, Cleveland. He lost what, San Antonio. 
My uh, Miami was also San Antonio, I believe, one year. Mm-hmm. Dallas, I think, was one year. Yeah, I thought. Uh, so he lost. So he is actually. Hold on, I think he is. I think San Antonio was another year. His NBA Finals record is actually four and six. Yikes. So he has six NBA losses, six NBA Finals losses. So Mm-mm. the teams that he lost to were the Warriors. I think the Warriors twice. Oh, the Spurs, um, the, the Mavericks. So, all right. I'll give you a full list right now. So, so he lost to the Spurs actually twice. He, he, he lost to the Spurs twice. Um, in 07 to 2000, and I think uh, 2014, he lost to the Warriors twice, three times actually. He got swept in 2018, and he won a championship in 2020. So, so he lost to the Spurs twice. He lost to the the Warriors twi- three times, mm-hmm. and he lost to the Mavericks once. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about Golden State. Yeah, Golden State ruined his career actually because they ruined his like finals career. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, like I don't know, LeBron. I like LeBron, but I think uh, he's a little bit overrated because of the, his Emmy and Finals appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he'll go down like you said, biggest power forward and whatever else you want to consider him. Um, but when it comes to one, you know, one of the greatest of all time. Top 10, absolutely. Top 5, you could probably throw him in there. He's not 1. He's definitely not 2. Um, I think Michael and Kobe owns those up upright. And and, and honestly, um, they're hands down, they don't. you can't take Kobe and Michael out of that spot, those two spots. Mm-hmm. Could you flip them? Yeah, you maybe so. I think Michael still gets the edge over Kobe, even Kobe because of that NBA Finals record. But Kobe was, was a heck of a player and um, phenomenal guy off the court as well, but I think LeBron's probably top ten, top five. I don't. He's definitely not top two, and and that's fine. I mean, you know, power to him. But I wish people would realize, you know, that NBA record. I think is going to be regardless. I know it's probably going to change. I'm sure, but uh, so who do you think is going to win the? Who do you think is going to win the finals this year? You know. <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb, a huge limb, but I really like Denver. I'm not a Denver Nugget guy by any means, but I really like Denver. Even though Milwaukee's Milwaukee's still a team to beat. Yeah, because they're the champions. Exactly. Utah, I think, can run the table. I think the Lakers, what – I like, you know, Russ. The problem with the Lakers is they're too old. They're old. They're definitely old, and I don't know if Russ and LeBron's going to shed the ball enough. I think there's going to be a problem with that because Russell Westbrook, he's like a ball hog. Yes, he is. Oh my god, there's, there's going to be a lot of shouting matches in that in that locker room this season. <laughs> Russ thought he had a bad here in Oklahoma City with KD, boy. Mm. Or James Harden too. So. Oh yeah, James and. I'm gonna, go out on the limb. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go out on the limb here, and I think uh, the Brooklyn Nets minus Kyrie Irving. That's gonna be interesting. 
I think that they could dethrone the Bucks. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like the Knicks have gotten a lot better. The Knicks the can be a dark are, The Sixers are still in disarray with that whole Ben Simmons thing deal. Let's see who else. Uh, the Celtics. I don't think they're the same uh, mm-hmm. uh, team years back. Nope. Maybe let's see who else. Maybe the Raptors. The Raptors now. Nah. I think the I Raptors are in rebuilding mode right now. No, I don't think Miami can. Um, I don't think Miami can run the table either. I mean, if you look at it, there's only five good teams in the East. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. Like the East, I don't see anybody winning for the East other than the Nets or the Bucks as well. Yeah, because I mean, you look at it, Milwaukee obviously, but besides Milwaukee and, and Brooklyn, it's kind of there. There's a gap. Excuse me. There's a gap in between, in between those. And I really think Brooklyn could easily edge out Milwaukee. But uh, you know that West. When I look at the West, boy, it's gonna be a dog. It's gonna be a dog. Because you got you, you got you know if you get a healthy Golden State team back, I mean that's if you get them back. They could make some noise, not saying they're going to, but they could. Um, Utah can make some a lot of noise, um, but uh, Houston won't. Um, Oklahoma City sure in the heck ain't that team sucks. No, nah, that, that that team is in real but rebuild. That right team's horrid, but Utah can make a run, you know. Phoenix, I forgot about Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is gonna return back to finals. Denver can get there, the Clippers, if they can ever get their. All start their lineup healthy for a good stress. They could make noise. Dallas, a dark horse. I don't see much from them. Portland, they're always disappointing. I think the Lakers are going to get better, even though they're old. But um, <laughs> else kind of whatever. Sorry about that. Um, no, you're good. Um, but you know, I like Denver. I like Utah. Phoenix, I think, would be your top three. Clippers, if they would ever, if you can get a healthy. Quiney Leonard and a healthy Paul George and maybe a few other players to add to the mix. You know, they could make a run, but it seems like they can't ever get a healthy lineup really at all during a regular season. And when they get to playoffs, it's always, well, one and done or two and done because you realize, oh, we're actually healthy, but we never play with each other. And that's that. What what about the Spurs? You can't count out uh, Popovich. You can't count him out. Yeah, he's he's in every playoffs ever, so Man. He's like a Bill Belichick. When's he ever gonna retire? Um I think the Spurs are gonna be a lot better than they were last year. The young kids. I mean, uh, so I think uh I think we're gonna get I think I should go for the I think the Bucks is gonna repeat actually. I think yeah. I can definitely see that. Know you know, a team yeah, to look out for crazy. is Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta is actually Ooh. pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, they made like a run last year, and I could see them winning, but I don't know. The Hawks, they have a history of choking, so especially yep. the city of Atlanta. <laughs> 28 to 3. That's all it takes. 28-3. But, um, no, I'm actually looking forward to the NBA. You know, I know here in Oklahoma City, we're not, you know, too excited for the Thunder. But 
nonetheless, the NBA is here. Yep, um, yep. <clears throat> kind of switching to a lot, a lot of people don't uh, don't talk about much or even care because you know it's always about uh, WWE or if you're really old school like me, WWF still. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know you mentioned it when we talked earlier on topics, but AEW, I love me some AEW. Such a good um, product. Such a good product. I was going to say, tell me your thoughts on this great product, what you like so far, and could this be our new WCW Monday Night Raw with, well, we can't say WWF, but WWE? I think, I think it is. I mean, I actually went to Grand Slam last month. Nice. At uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, it was just incredible. I saw Danny Bryan versus Kenny Omega live. It's like one of the best matches I've ever seen live. And I think, give it like two to three years from now, I think AEW is going to be the top. I think WWE is going to go down. I mean, you already see it because WWE, the, the ticket sales for WWE has been going down every city. While AEW has been going up. I mean, I guess people are just tired of the same thing WWE is offering them. So a lot of wrestlers who are in WWE, they're not, you know, they're not getting the chance that they deserve. As if while in AEW, AEW, those superstars are actually getting like a lot of creative creativity, a lot of opportunities down there. Mm-hmm. I like I like the I like I like the product of AEW. Um, what was your first? Now my first reaction. Dan texted me, and he was like, literally, I was like, we, my wife and we just went to bed or in the process of going to bed. And he texted me. He's like, dude, you would not believe this. I said, what's up? You know, you got um, Adam Cole. Then you got Brian Danielson. I don't know how to pull that off. Oh my! Oh my God! And they're doing so well down there too. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I honestly don't know how they got both of them to sign. Like, <laughs> I have Man. no idea. And then, you know, I forgot you got CM Punk, but which it sounded like to me because I was going through Twitter and. You can always put rumors, and you always have rumors. And, of course, everybody loves making these all-elite memes, like you know, LeBron James and all-elite. And, you know, it's, it's hilarious. But then some of them were like, ooh, I wonder if this is true or not. Of course, then Adam Cole was a lot, which a lot of people was shocked that WWE let go because Adam Cole was supposed to be their next Triple H, obviously not as big and bulky, but – that's their next big star in uh, NXT. Why, okay. why do you think he left, though? Exactly. No, I asked him, why do you think he left? I think because, the well, first off, the storylines have gotten horrible. Yeah, it did. Absolutely horrible. And I feel like they disrespected Adam, wasn't given that fair shot to get into the next level, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And to prove himself, he stuck at NXT. Nothing wrong with that, but he stuck down there. And WWE, what they always do, which is have always been the past, they bring back you know the old guys that can't fight anymore. You got oh for one night is Triple H, even though he hasn't wrestled forever. 
But you know, Taker took it practically took him a broken hip and then some to retire. <laughs> uh, poor guy. But um, the 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 storyline, in my opinion, is why Adam Cole, I believe, left. He wasn't so given the opportunity. The so here's the thing: I think there's no creativity in WWE, and AEW to have all these type of creativity mm-hmm. down there, and that's why it's thriving. And also. There's no 15-minute promos, you know, taking up time. It's just pure wrestling. Yep. That's what it is. And a lot of fans want that. They want pure wrestling instead of, like, sitting there for, like, a 30-minute promo promoting a storyline. You know, and I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know what Vince is going to do with the with the product. I, You know, I've heard that, you know, Triple H is supposed to be taking over when or if Vince retires, and that's cool. I don't know how that would go. Um, you got what does Shane do? Do we know? No, he Shane. He actually not. he actually has his own company now. Does he? Yeah, he he's not associated with WWE anymore. Interesting. I think no. he never he never wanted to own that company anyway. So I think he's smart. I think he he he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Heck of a daredevil. Yeah, and all that injuries, though. Well, him jumping off the... Free Hell and cells, cage matches, all that stuff. Man. Jumping... I mean, I remember wrestling. How old are you, Kenny, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 32. So we're the same age. So I'm sure you remember the the good old days with the NWO and mm-hmm. DX. That was... I thought the NWO was the world's greatest thing on earth. Yeah, for wrestling. I thought that was phenomenal. Of course, then you got DX, which I thought that was phenomenal. Well, but back in those days, you know, people were like, oh, he shouldn't be watching this. Kids shouldn't be watching this. But uh, the end of you, I thought was very phenomenal. Was excellent. But um, you know, I I'll be honest with you. We used to attend quite a bit growing up wrestling events, mm-hmm. but not so much now because they were here not too long ago and. I wouldn't mind going, but it's like, I don't want to pay. The tickets weren't outrageous, but I don't want to pay. This product is horrible. The storylines are, you know, like the Charlotte Flair and Ric Flair and Ric Flair's woman that's supposed to be like. Yeah, late that, that classic Lacey Evans storyline. Yes, that was. Come on, guys. Oh, that was terrible. They, that, they carry that thing off. Around, and we just sit there. My wife doesn't really care about wrestling, but. She's just something like this is bad acting. Like, thank you. That's exactly what I. But they let go a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. WWE did. I think if you know, I can't uh, speak on AEW's behalf, but boy, man, I. But I, I'm with you. I think AEW probably in the next two three years. I'm I'm with you. I think it's passed at this rate. It will pass WWE. The ratings are showing it. Yep, the ratings are showing it, actually. I mean, I give it time, but it was seen. And Tony Khan is awesome, too. (laughs) 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 One thing I I like is what I like about AEW is they get wrestlers that's been there. You know, Chavo, the big show, Paul Wyatt. You got... I think Mark Henry is one of them. And Chris, you know, I know Chris Jericho wrestles, but I still think he's there to mentor more than he is. Yeah, he he he's not gonna wrestle as much anymore. 
No, he he's on the downhill slope, and I think he knows that. I think Christian Cage is another one that I think he wrestles, but he's definitely there mainly just to to be. Um, Dustin Rhodes. I'm looking through the roster real quick. You know, Dustin Rhodes. You know, and I think I watched. It was on Dynamite. Was it two weeks ago? Three weeks? I can't remember. Someone brought that up, which made me really think. I kind of wonder. It sounds like he's talking uh, retirement first of all, mm-hmm. and of course the fans chant, "And you still got this," and all that, which is cool. Yeah, I like Dustin Rhodes, but the I think it's time for him to give it up. What you think? Yeah, I think he's he he should have retired a long time ago. But again, it's that lore of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really don't retire technically. Like if Ric Flair, Ric Flair is still is still fighting. <laughs> yep. And um, you know those, you know, I didn't realize when I saw him, made me think, oh, it brought of course brought back old memories. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Brian Pillman's son until a few weeks ago was wrestling in AEW. I thought that was really really cool. Yeah. Of course, I read he was, I read, he was facing heard, that jerk at MJF yeah. uh, and Grand Slam, so. Boy, I, I ain't going to say – I'll, I'll be honest with you, and then I'll ask you a question real quick. I didn't, Boy, he, Brian looks like his dad. It looks exactly like him, right? Man, Everything. like his dad. From the hair to the face. Like, he looks exactly like his father. Wow. Kyle looked real quick. I'm like – I knew Pillman had been gone years. I'm like, huh, you really look familiar. Mm-hmm. And they say Pillman. I'm like – that's Brian Pillman's son. Yep. Obviously Brian Pillman's son. Brian, yep. Brian Pillman. Man. Now, I will say that this ain't the question I'm going to ask you. I like Brian Cage, but that dude looks like he's on steroids. Yeah, that man looks like he's, man. He, he, he ate like a whole cow or something. <laughs> man is like, wow. <laughs> that man is huge, too, so... Oh. I think uh, one one wrestler that I really like is uh, Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. She is like amazing. She, like, she's in phenomenal shape. Like, and I could see her winning the uh, the women's title one day. I think that I I could easily see that. I think the storyline you can note, and I still think the women's in AEW is a lot better than women's in the WWE. Um, the talent's a lot better with mm-hmm. women's. But I'm with you. I could see her, even in the next few months, I could see her at least challenging for it. Excuse me. And I think probably little after the new year, I could see her potentially winning winning the championship. I could easily see that. Yeah, I actually do want her to win the championship along with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thunder Rosa, she's like, I love Thunder Rosa. She's like an incredible uh, athlete. Um. But you brought up MJF, and I was going to kind of get that because that was an interesting storyline, whether it was true or not. How hard, if you're Brian Pillman, and I'm not going, I'm not going to sit here and say everything because I know that there was a story on Brian Pillman and why he continued to be in wrestling and everything else. But and you know, the course of death of his dad and everything that led up to where he is now. So I ain't going to get into that. But here's a. Obviously, that's not a touchy one, but I kind of would like to see what you think. Of course, someone actually watches AEW, 
-hmm. instead of just picking a random person that may think, well, I may might go with it. Do you think the when MJF and Brian Pillman met in the ring, of course, had a con conversation, of course, he brought up, yeah, your mom should have swallowed you, and of course, then other stuff about his dad and the lifestyle, so on and so forth. Do you think, yeah, I'm sure it had to be agreeable, especially on Pillman's side. How hard do you think that was, even if it's even if they both said, We're gonna plan this out, Brian, stay as calm as you can. Let's just say that was a conversation. I don't really know. How hard do you think that was for Pillman to really stay in that character mode compared to dude? I'm about to bust you a new one. Um, when MJF was talking literally about his past and his childhood. That has to have been incredibly hard because, uh, you know, Ryan Pillman's life has been yep. public knowledge for quite some time. But I guess he had permission from Brian Pillman. I mean, MJF did. And I think, you know, he was he seemed he was cool with it, but it doesn't really mean that he was right to say right. something. I mean, it was very, very personal. Mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, uh, MJF with uh, Darby yeah. Allen. Yep. Darby Allen, like, he had a history of substance abuse, and mm -hmm. he came on a record saying that his uncle passed away due to a drunk driving accident. And I think he was behind the wheel. I mean, he wasn't, uh, um, Darby Allen was uh, on in the vehicle, but he was behind the wheel. Yep. So that was actually another personal uh, storyline that MJF is doing right now. I guess I like the storylines. And uh, I know a lot of people, and with those, you know, and obviously it's per it definitely is a personal story for all the listeners out there and, and on live stream and everything else. It's obviously a personal story because obviously, if you know WWE, you know, obviously, Brian Pillman, one way or another. Mm -hmm. you know? And then, of course, um, Darby's death, you know, and I think that's what's interesting because that's what's so good about AEW. They bring in, and back to this, we go with the storylines, and even with these two storylines just in itself. You got now you all of a sudden you have the attention of the fans instead of just some random storyline that may turn exactly. out to be well. That's was like because even then I wasn't I mean I was watching it, but I wasn't really engaged. I'm kind of scrolling through Twitter trying to tweet. Obviously, my I think that storyline was one of my busier days at work because September we were murdered. I'm swear to God, we were murdered. Um at work, but so I wasn't really paying attention, paying attention, but boom. Once that hit, I'm like, hold up, time out. Now I'm glued to the glued to the screen because of that storyline. And that's what I like about AEW. Mm -hmm. Well, AEW is just pure wrestling. Like there's yep. there are some storylines in it, but it's a it doesn't really take over the majority of the time that it has. So you mean you get these like 20 minute, 30 minute matches, mm -hmm. and that's all uh they want. I mean the fans want. Meanwhile, WWE, WWE has like an hour-long storyline with no really payoff towards a backstory. Mm -hmm. I think the women's division actually is not doing well right now because they have the women's crown tournament and there's only been like eight minutes of action in it, which is really, really insane. That's really, really bad. Can you imagine like being a woman in WWE and you only have eight minutes of action? Mm -hmm. And they say that AEW's women's division is bad, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I AEW's in the right path. I hope they stick 
stick to the guns and what they built this product on because I really think that this is the next best thing that's out there. And I'm sure, you know, I'm not in these meetings with Vince and all this, but I can guarantee a WWE is probably every week. Hey, Vince, what are in to the storylines and probably to Triple H and Stephanie and whoever else is involved in all this. I'm sure their meetings are long sometimes because, you know, here lately, the ratings, they've caught them. And a lot of people are switching to AEW, and, and it's a great product. So, I mean, I, I can't blame them. Well, it's not only the ratings, the ticket sales, too. Yeah. Actually, in November, Raw is going to be in here in New York City. Mm-hmm. And they're actually trailing by AEW, who's going to be in the same arena in December. And AEW is actually outselling their tickets to WWE, which is really, really amazing. And also, there's like a big following of AEW here in New York City. But WWE doesn't want to admit that. <laughs> well, no, that's a, that's a big market right there. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big market. New York City has always been a big market. But I just think, you know, AEW for now is the best product on television. Yep. And I feel like, you know, they're going to they're gonna succeed. They're going to do a lot better than uh, WWE. I could see it, and uh, I could see it. I know, you know, I, you're not going to replace the good old days, and obviously that's fine. But uh, well, that's the problem right there. They are trying yeah. to get the good old days right mm-hmm. now. They're reliving the good old days, but people don't want that. People well, don't no. want some Goldberg mm-hmm. Russell at Crown Jewel next week. Hmm. And, and I, I'm just I, glad, I'm just that, glad you know, that you know AEW is actually taking over because, because it just it brings just a fresh group of matches. Match, you know? I like it, and um, I say to AEW, just keep on doing your thing. Yeah, keep on trucking. Man, keep on doing, uh, keep on doing your thing. As we slowly wrap up to the show, bottom of the fourth, uh, San Francisco with a runner on base. And uh, no outs on first and uh, scoreless in game five of the NLDS. Let's and go, let's go Giants. Giants. You want to see a Dodger, uh, Dodger Braves matchup again? <laughs> no, and of course, uh, you know, real quick, I speaking of glad that ALCS obviously is, is set in stone. Balls, uh, Baltimore, they wish Boston. And Houston, of course, to me, I don't like either team, but whatever. Um, however, I gotta respect the team that's in there. Being, a, I'm a Yankee fan, but um, I'm a Yankee a fan too. Yeah, uh, this year was tough. That was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, because um, over managing Aaron Boone, that's why. that's why. He needs to be gone. He needs to be gone. Well, he's coming back next season. Yeah, because he fired that all. You know, his his hitting coach Marcus Thames and. Well, I'm sure it was one of those things we're going to either mutually separate or we're going to fire you. I'm sure that's probably what that was. Well, well those third two deserve to be fired, though, because uh, Phil Neville was the one that sent uh, Aaron Judge to home play during the wild card game. And the offense wasn't really hitting, and that was the thanks to Tim's. Why not? Well, exactly. And, you know, you got. You know, Marcus Thames, I know his contract's not being renewed. I thought, I thought, 
Um, who's there? Phil Nevin, I believe, is the third base coach. I think he's, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone too. Yep. Now he should be gone for yeah, for that him, horrible yeah. play, giving Judge the the signal to run the third when he was obviously clearly out against Boston. In the, I, honestly, uh, in the, uh, I honestly thought that he was uh, he had uh, Trey Turner on the team. He he thought that Aaron Judge, Judge was Trey Turner. Hmm. And that's what happened. I, I don't know what happened there, and he deserved to get fired. Honestly. Well, I would have fired him right on. Yeah, <laughs> right I would have fired him just because of that decision making. Yeah, exactly. Because that, and I'm not going to sit there and say that that would have changed the whole game. Well, at that moment, it would have, because I think they had what one out at the mo- at the time. Stanton got the second humongous hit. I think they already scored one. Yeah, out. it was a double, and then all of a sudden, here comes Judge, and then Boston gains that momentum, and then blows the Yankees out of the water. And game over, season over. Yep. What a what a really weird season it has been. They couldn't. <sighs> the Yankees still need pitching. Yeah, they need pitching. They need bullpen help. They need and bad people. And I told people that, oh, just because you have Gallo and Rizzo doesn't mean it solves the bullpen issues. Nope. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. And they they lost. Yep. They're home right now instead of playing the ALCS against the Astros. Uh, the Astros. What? God. What's your, what's your, what's your take? Who do you got winning the ALCS? Uh, I don't know. Can I choose nobody? <laughs> I I kind of hope they both get caught cheating, and maybe the Major League Baseball will be like, eh, you guys don't advance, and they just end up playing. No, I ain't going to say that. I mean, you want my honest answer? I I don't like Boston. I hate Boston so much. Mm-hmm. But yep. I, ha- I will have to go with the Astros. Yeah, I'm afraid of that. Yeah. So yeah. they're on their own redemption tour. So mm-hmm. It's the... Uh, we didn't cheat tour. I'm gonna call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was no. made, those they almost made it to the World Series though last year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Seven games to the Rays, but it wasn't meant to be. <sighs> uh, I don't want to watch that ALCS, but I may yeah, have me to. either. I know you don't want to watch the NLCS too because the Braves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they made it this far. It was more of the Brewers mm. choking. So. Yep. Well, the Brewers left that. They left. They let that one go. Yeah, they did. Yep. They let that go. They should have won that series, uh, yeah. but I guess it didn't happen. So. But. Um... We'll see. I mean, of course, you know, as we, you know, if you're listening right now, you know, once an episode gets published tomorrow and dropped, uh, more than likely tomorrow night, <clears throat> obviously the game's going to be over. But, yeah. you know, but nonetheless, Dodgers and the Giants scoreless in the fourth. Winner gets the Braves. We obviously know the Astros and the Red Sox are the ALCS as we continue through. Um, Continue through the postseason of Major League Baseball, but uh, meanwhile, in Philadelphia, there's a murder being committed right now. It's twenty it, to seven Buccaneers. Oh Lord! With uh, quarter number three, five forty-seven left. So this game is basically over. 
Philly doesn't have enough talent to, to play catch up at that. No, they're done. Their defense is. Mm, 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 mm. Well, we, we'll see what happens with this. It's still a lot of football left. I mean, I just got done watching my team come back from a 28 to 7 deficit against the University of Texas. So, I mean, anything's possible. However, the University of Texas doesn't have Tom Brady. And nope, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that is the that's the downfall if you're an if you're a uh, Eagles or a Eagles fan that uh, you don't have Tom Brady and it's gonna be tough to go get him. Mm-hmm. Well, Kenny, my man, I appreciate you coming on. No, man, it was actually really fun. I really do appreciate the invite for the show. Hey, most definitely, and uh, I'll shoot you another one. I know, you know, once we get probably get a World Series preview going here, and yeah, definitely. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Air Attack podcast. It was fun once again, Kenny, the Sports Guy podcast. Kenny, skinny, Kenny. If I can talk <laughs> right, it's getting close to my bedtime. No, not really. Um, but uh, Kenny, let them know where they can find you again, and. Uh, all that fun information. So my social media pages is Twitter at Kenny underscore sports. Again, on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports. And Instagram at Kenny the sports guy. Again, on Instagram at Kenny sports guy. You can follow me on my website for more, for future past episodes. www.kenthesportsguy.com. Ken with two wins. And you can find me on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. There you go. Give him a listen. His stuff is good. You do not want to miss any of his episodes. Of course, Kenny, uh, thank you so much for coming on. And don't forget, guys, next Wednesday, definitely tune in. Marty from Intercept Your Lunch Podcast will be coming on talking NFL and so much more. Again, Kenny, thank you for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, Take care out there. You too, man. You've been listening to the Air Attack Podcast. Have a wonderful weekend.